We are two badass spiritual gangster real estate entrepreneurs manifesting our best authentic lives and spreading the good word. You're listening to Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. Good afternoon. I I was petting you. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was Steve. So I guess um, moving forward in my home podcast studio, we will be joined by a third podcast host, Steve. This is Steve. Steve, say hello. Come on. Yeah. Say hi. Say it. Okay. No, he doesn't want to speak. There he is. Okay. So if you hear some growling and groaning and moaning, now you know what that is. But he has a lot to say. Yeah. We're here for it. Steve's very empathetic. We were just talking about this, so he's here for it. (laughs) Well. Hello. Yes. Today, we are going to talk about a subject that I am very passionate about and Madeline and I definitely have different perspectives on this subject, but it is one of the most critical foundational parts of manifesting, in my opinion, and uh, something that actually comes very naturally to me. So I'm Mm -hmm. very excited about talking about this and also hearing her alternative perspective. Yeah. But this um, fundamental of manifesting is self-discipline. Yes, I know you're so pumped about this. <laughs> this is like, this is your jam right here. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I, I, just, I just attribute a lot of my personal success to being, a, being able to keep my eye on the ball, keep, you know, say no to that little distraction that isn't in alignment with the bigger picture plan. And if I had not been able to uh, enforce self-discipline Every step of the way in my life, I wouldn't have received and accomplished as much as I have. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. um, I've learned that self-discipline isn't necessarily just doing work, doing stuff you don't want to do. Right. It's also being disciplined enough to say, hey, I need to take a day off. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not all this like dark negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Self-discipline really boils down to just you know committing to yourself and and your pursuit of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve yes 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 and that is something that took me a lot longer to learn like the word I think I got like stuck on a little bit discipline um because like you said we have maybe different ways that that we have viewed this from the uh over the years but now like when I listen to you talk about it now I feel no resistance with what you say. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it translates well for me. I comprehend it. It, I absorb it. I understand it. I agree with most of it. Yeah. Um, but over the years, um, and this kind of goes back to all of our like foundational steps, like the way that we were raised and the, and the things that we were told and the narrative that we tell ourselves. the, the word discipline or self-discipline for me, also came with a lot of like weight yes, and it was very heavy and it was something that didn't necessarily help me in, in a way that it does now. Well, and you, we were talking about this earlier and it's like for both Madeline and I, freedom is, is the pinnacle of our existence. Having that freedom. Yep. It's everything. And for me, Having self-discipline 
was a means to freedom, whereas mm-hmm. it seems like to you that discipline word. It was a hindrance. Yes. And then you've learned how mm-hmm. to figure out how to integrate it to give you more freedom. Yes, absolutely. Which is why I'm like actually equally as excited to talk about this topic with you today because um, for those out there that are like me that run from routine and run from structure and run from discipline and maybe those words don't belong together. Yeah. But that's what I always associated with discipline was like routine, structure, discipline. And to me, those were polar opposites of freedom. So it made me like, ah, and I just was like, I hate this. I want to run away. This doesn't feel good. Uh, but now uh, with all the other steps involved, uh, it, it all does come together and it makes sense. And I agree with the more that I lean into understanding how to treat myself in a way that serves me. Yes the more free I I am. Exactly. And that's what you're using as the word discipline. Yes. And then I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I never understood. I never linguistic is, you know, it's a, it's a, the way that my mind works, like words are important. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that word just freaked me out, man. You know, (laughs) I don't know what else to say. It's like, I did not want to hear the word discipline. I did not want to hear the word structure, you know, so um, maybe tell me more about like what self-discipline is, why it's important in manifesting, what it means to you, and then let's go from there. Yas, queen. And I would love to hear some examples of how how you have pivoted your attitude towards self-discipline after I kind of give my overview of of how it connects with manifesting. Uh, But for me... Self-discipline means you're committed to maintaining the vibrational frequency that is aligned with your highest and best self. And self-discipline, it's not so much practicing this structure and this routine as it is being committed to maintaining that vibrational frequency that keeps you aligned with your manifestation that you're calling in. Mm -hmm. So to me, self-discipline is the ultimate form of self-love because it's showing your commitment to yourself Mm -hmm. through being committed to whatever it is that you're pursuing to manifest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like there's no higher form of self-love than saying I'm I'm committing to this this thing that I want I'm no matter what it takes and sometimes that's going to look like maybe having to add an extra hour of work to your plate a week mm-hmm. every day a week to to get that extra mile to get that thing you're pursuing mm-hmm. maybe it means adding one less day of work to a week to have a little bit more freedom to access your intuition and your guidance system to find the next steps. Self-discipline is a, is very different than maybe what the, the, your automatic interpretation of that word might be. Right. But it it, it was just such a game changer to me when I connected self-discipline and self-love. Yes. Because then it doesn't become this heavy, yeah, uh, confining action thing. word. It's it's an it's an opportunity, right. and the the beauty of it is, 
when you when you have something that you want, then and you, it's going to require some kind of growth and expansion on your behalf to get it, whether mm-hmm. it's financial or uh, working through some of your your demons and limiting beliefs to mm-hmm. get to it or whatever. You're basically trying to tune your frequency yes. to that thing that you want. Yep. And once your vibration matches what you're calling in, generally you get it. Yeah. And through self little daily acts of self self-discipline, you keep that vibration high mm-hmm. and in the receptive mode. Yep. For your manifestation manifestation. Mm-hmm. But I just to me, like there's nothing that builds your own self-worth and self-love. There's nothing more esteemable that we can do in our Mm -hmm. lives than sometimes have to like take the high road and say, no, I don't, I'm not going to take this immediate gratification. I trust the universe is going to provide for me. I'm going to do this little extra bit of work or kind of do this thing that maybe in the moment isn't going to give me this this gratification uh-huh. um and that's like one of the most high vibe things you can do right is, is trust the universe and push through the it, resistance oh yeah trust that's i'm really happy you said that word because that's the word that was coming up for me a lot when you're like explaining it yes um because i think what i feel is self-trust is the highest form of self-love yes and you're saying self-discipline, but in reality, they're, they're, they're in tandem. Yes. They're yes. the same. And I hate to get caught up on the word, but I love that's it. what's happened to me. Yeah. So that's part of my story. Mm-hmm. And I can see that now looking back, like I've gotten caught up on a lot of words. I've gotten caught up on a lot of thoughts that translated as things that they weren't, they weren't matching the feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so discipline really trust is what you're saying. Like trust is what's coming up for me because with those small things that you start with and they, it doesn't have to be this, this verb, like this action word in a way that's like superhero. Like we're like running around and, you know, jumping out of cars and like this, like very like wham, bam, large production. Yeah. Discipline. Yeah. It can be like, you know what? Like my commitment to myself is that every night before I go to bed, I'm going to say a prayer. Exactly. That's it. Yep. Like it can be, it can be that, uh, you know, I make this decision that, um, gosh, where, wherever the area is that we want to manifest in, like you said, whatever, it, it can be something so tiny as like, um, well, I trust myself today to, um, brush my teeth before I go to bed. <laughs> I know this seems silly. But, but, but the foundational blocks of like building trust for people who have been through a lot of trauma and, and have had their whole entire version of trust just totally like stripped from them, their identity of what trust is, what it should be. The most important part of that is rebuilding it in yourself. Exactly. And it can start with something that tiny. And it's so, it's like through, if you can just keep a promise to yourself. Exactly. And, and through the act of practicing self-discipline, yes. it's, it creates so much magnetism. It's right. insane. Yeah. It's, it com- compounds, it's exponential. It's it not is. like today I practice self-discipline tomorrow. So like this plus this plus this, it's like right. it snowballs and builds right. on itself. Exactly. And it's, and one of the reasons that I've had resistance in this area, I think is because the the language obviously, mm-hmm. but also being a person who uh, 
w- once you get to the point where you learn to manif- you learn to like what we talked about turn inward, right? So you have to understand that that trust does start with you. Yes. So in order to trust anything or anybody, you have to learn to trust yourself. So not knowing that and like still expecting external, um, you know, when you're on this path and you're like learning how to shed that and to get to into yourself. Self-discipline, excuse me, can be something like it can sound really big. And what happens is you can say like, hey, I'm going to go from uh, sleeping in every day until 10 10 a.m., and getting up and not working out and not doing this and not doing that to I'm going to wake up at 6.30 a.m. and I'm going to run three miles. But this is what we do. Yes. People, we do this. Yes. Americans, I don't know, we do this. It's extreme. It's, and, everything yeah. has to be hard and yeah. extreme. And what happens is you're setting yourself up for failure because no one, I don't care if you're, you know, Barack Obama <laughs> and you have a million things packed in your day and you have all the resources to achieve those things. If you try to make a drastic change in your thought process, daily habit, life, physical, anything that you're doing on a routine basis, if you try to make a drastic change from like A to Z, it ain't going to happen. You will fail. Yes. You will fail. Which period. is another thing that people do, you know, but this is a, a conversation for a different day. Yeah. But I think a lot of times people will go out of their way to set some high outrageous bar so yeah. then they can self-sabotage, which is another conversation. Absolutely. But the way to overcome that is little baby steps. Baby steps. Exactly. Which is like, I'm going to brush my teeth tonight. So, so Seriously. In the beginning of 2020, I... um. I just had an engagement ended two days before the New Year's, um, New Year's for celebrating the start of 2020. And I was in a city where I didn't really know anybody. And I somehow, some internal guidance told me to every day put on my calendar to check off, walk four miles, do one act of kindness Mm -hmm. and then one thing for future Morgan. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole nother whatever. But anyway, so by doing these three things every day, Mm -hmm. it helped to bring my vibe up. Right. And it gave me a sense of purpose and a reason to get out of bed in the morning. Uh But I'll tell on myself, I started with the, the three things future Morgan walking four miles uh-huh. and then uh act of kindness mm-hmm. probably 60 to 90 days into 2020 I had dropped the f- every day something for future mm-hmm. Morgan mm-hmm. I was still doing the act of kindness mm-hmm. and the walks every day mm-hmm. and now fast forward to gosh, it's been over a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I've only had four days off from my four mile walk Mm -hmm. active service. I just do out of, out of my way. I don't check it off the list. It's It's just just something. Yeah. And then future Morgan, that's another natural thing that I don't Mm -hmm. check off the list, but getting to see in real time, the process of integrating a new daily habit. And that mm-hmm. was kind of a big one, four miles uh-huh. to go from zero miles a day. It, to four. it is. But and my but soul that was needed it. Yes. You know, everybody knows their own threshold and like everyone's responsible to set their own bar. Like yeah. I'm not saying don't do something that feels kind of drastic. Only, you know what that exactly. is. I just, I just want 
to be very clear that self-discipline doesn't mean it has to be drastic. Exactly. It doesn't it have to be It could be one drastic. mile a day for you. And yeah. here's the coolest part about this walking thing mm-hmm. is I've po- I've shared a little bit on social media. Uh-huh. I've talked to my neighbors who like see me walking. <laughs> and now I see neighbors have started walking. Uh-huh. I have friends that have messaged me on Instagram saying that they've picked up on this new habit, which uh-huh. I never even thought. Like I, this was just for me, you right, know? Right, right. That was amazing. And then also um, through taking this act and this commitment to myself, my self-esteem has gone up probably 20%. Right. And I um, was able to scope out my neighborhood and find my first investment property. Like all these amazing things compounded off of this one little daily commitment. And then I've had during COVID when we were locked down and we couldn't go anywhere, I had a tribe of people coming over every day to go, go on walks with me. Yeah. It's huge. And I mean, there, there's so many different things that, that maybe you're, Want aspiring towards whether it's fitness or financial mm-hmm. or starting a business or therapy or whatever, mm-hmm. if you can f- find a way and to commit to it, have somebody to hold you accountable if you need to, uh-huh. whatever, just try it. It is yeah, like it's absolutely. amazing. Yeah, and and don't be afraid to fail. Yes, and try and try and try until something kind of sticks and feels right. Exactly. And even if the commitment and the discipline is like what you said, maybe for some people. The, the discipline is an, is a not doing. Exactly. And that's big because it's like, okay, maybe my commitment to myself is, and this is very true for me. Mm-hmm. And this is why this is kind of a, uh, a loaded topic for me because I feel like there's way too much on my plate mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. And part of that's self-inflicted part of it's not, you know, I, I'm not, that's, that's not like a thing that's happened to me. Right. It's yeah. just a thing that is. Yeah. Um, and so the idea of being disciplined almost sometimes feel, feels overwhelming in a way like that word feels overwhelming because it feels like uh, I'm, I'm giving myself an opportunity here to like not hit the mark. So when I learned to start taking something off my plate, I was hitting the mark. Yes. And I was we can like, only do so much. Exactly. So I'm like, oh, okay. So uh, let me take... Uh, let me start here. Like for me, one of my disciplines was like, okay, my residential real estate work hours are going to be between uh, 9am and Mm 7pm. And that's still a really long day. Yes. Okay. Uh, But what I told myself that that's where it started for me, that for me, this is the equivalent kind of like to your walk. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what happened was I left it on my voicemail and I honored it. And I started committing to myself. I will not take calls, texts, emails, unless it's an absolute emergency, which there's no emergency that's happening before 9 a.m. that I can fix. And there's no emergency happening after 7 p.m. that I can fix. Exactly. Because the banks are closed. Yep. And if it's a, like, fire, you need to be calling the fire department. Like, there's there's nothing I can do. And I had to really check that in. And a lot of people said, that's going to kill your business, Madeline. People want residential real estate brokers to be available when they are not at work. Well, when are people at work? Most people nine to five, Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. And guess what else? I'm taking Sunday off. What? People are like, this is not going to work. This is going to kill your business. You're crazy. This is horrible. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? We'll we'll see. Because what I felt was what's, where am I? It's going to kill me if I don't. Yeah. I have no time with my daughter. I have no time for myself. 
I have no boundary. I have no cutoff point mm-hmm. and I'm running myself. I have no way to disconnect. And for what? For what? For nothing. Because people don't respect my boundaries. And so then this is what started to happen. This little, little tiny thing, the right clients started coming to me. Oh. They started to say, we respect that. We know how it is. We have work-life balance. We know it's important to have work-life balance. We don't want you working at 9 o'clock at night. We don't want to text you at 2 a.m. in the morning with our issues in our marriage. Oh, my gosh. Because that happens. Yes. So, so this started to build trust for me that I'm like, okay, I trusted my intuition. I'm practicing this discipline that I'm not taking calls. I'm not taking texts. I'm not, I'm not doing business outside of these hours. Yeah. Uh, I was able to put my phone away. I was able to be present and connect with my daughter and do things and all with myself. Um, so I took something off my plate and that for me was a form of self-trust, self-love, self-discipline that changed my life. I had the most productive year in my whole real estate career, the year that I chose to, to change that. Which oh was about gosh. two years ago. I love it. Yeah, it's I huge. love it. And um, and then it also same thing. It started giving other people permission. They're like, wait a minute. Like some friends like that I have that are broker or like other people would be like, okay, this can work. This does work. You know? Same thing with like dating. These are my boundaries with dating. anything that you do that's a commitment that you make to yourself, like you said, that's going to help build your trust is the way that you love yourself. It's the way that you honor yourself. It's the way that you take care of yourself. Oh my gosh. I love it. So yeah, take sometimes you got to take something off your plate to feel that way. And if you, if you don't, if you don't uphold whatever it is that you are committing to, Mm -hmm. it's not a failure. Absolutely not. Symptom of your, self-worth right and your vibrational frequency helps you check in and it's like okay i failed at this where why why it's not because you're a failure it's because your worth isn't matching your self-trust isn't matching that level that is required for that to put that self whatever practice you're trying to discipline into place absolutely and so you're not failing you're just not quite ready Mm -hmm. and so either you need to work on whatever you need to trace the root of whatever it is that's like holding you back internally mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. maybe just dial back whatever the commitment you're making right, right. but it's not a failure it's right. just it's a symptom it's a, a compass pointing you in the it direction this i like that it's a compass yeah. uh, yes big time compass yeah like hey this thing uh is creating um and that that's probably what i felt with this for a long time which now makes sense because for a long time my compass was pointing in a different direction and i was ignoring it yes and i was like no i'm not going to do the thing that makes sense to me internally i'm going to do the thing that i'm told to do that i'm told i'm told discipline is that the, the the belief that i have culturally about the way we work is that whole like hey when uh, a friend of mine sent me this meme, it's like um, when Europeans take a vacation, <laughs> they say like on their out their outgoing email, it's like, hey, um, I'll be back at the end of the summer. You know, let me know if, if it's an emergency in the meantime, but I'll return my emails in September. Americans are like, hey, I'm having kidney surgery today. But like if it's really important, oh text this number. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like that was my um, that was my 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 view of what discipline meant yes it meant running myself into the ground yes that's not what discipline is amen sister (laughs) (laughs) and so um speaking of do you want me to read 
our story? Do you have more stuff to talk about? Oh, no. That's... Yes, Madeline has a great um, yeah. story that actually integrates self-discipline, and it's a, a COVID up-level story. So let's do it. Each week on Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline, we will share a story from a listener who used the global pandemic in 2020 as an opportunity to up-level personally or professionally. Madeline, take it away. Okay, so this week we are reading... I'm going to read a story from uh, a lady, girl, woman, beautiful human named Katie Ellis. Um, she's 35, and in her in her story, I want to say this. She said, I'm 35 going on either 60 or 25, depending on my state of mind, <laughs> which I really like. Um, she's she's here in Charlotte. Uh, her, her profession, when she wrote this, was a contract writer in regulatory affairs for USAA. Um, and I'm just going to kind of read the questions that we ask and what she, what she had to say about it, but it definitely ties into our, our theme this week. So how did you up level as a result of the hardships created by the pandemic and lockdown? Katie says, luckily for me, I have been fully remote since March of 2019, working through various contracts. I've been a content writer, change management professional, HR consultant, and content strategist since around March, 2017. My career wasn't affected by COVID. In fact, I found a new contract job in September 2020, which I'm currently in. I was lucky that I was still able to find a lot of opportunities and became even more grateful for my circumstances. Before COVID, I was all over the place. I had a hard time saying no to people, and my time was spread really thin. I was exhausted from floating through life without a big plan or reset time for myself. I was frivolous with my money. I was going to concerts, spending a lot of money on alcohol, and my refrigerator was always stocked with beer, but not really healthy food. In a way, the pandemic was actually good for me. I purchased a house pre-COVID in 2018, which needed some work. From not going out, I was able to fix some plumbing issues, work on my backyard extensively, grow my plant collection, spend more time with close family and friends, and take some time to myself to think about what I wanted which meant I was a little less available to go out due to COVID restrictions as well as a new state of mind. I was able to focus on tasks that I used to find mundane. Yard work, rewriting my resume, building a website for my work to showcase for better job opportunities. I also helped several friends rewrite their resumes so they could become more attractive potential hires. My website for my writing is in the works and I had professional headshots made. I began reading more, hiking more, spent more time on self-improvement, and learned to say no to things and finally not feel guilty. I live alone, which has been lonely, but it also taught me to really value myself, to put my needs first, and to work through some past regrets and hurts. I'm currently interviewing for job for three job opportunities that could help me level up. Focusing on my LinkedIn page and reaching out to old co workers for references, as well as connecting with past recruiters, has helped me to the point that I get a message about a new job almost every day on LinkedIn. I also traveled some during the pandemic, and that helped me reprioritize my spending and goals, so I spend less to save for what I really want. I began selling a lot of clothing I didn't wear on Poshmark, Facebook, and eBay, and I made quite a bit of money in the process. That also helped me pay my bills and save more. So then we ask, what were the circumstances leading up to March 2020? 
She says, when COVID-19 hit, I was fairly optimistic and didn't take the pandemic very seriously. I have always been a glass half full rose colored glasses person, but fairly wishy-washy in what I wanted out of a career and life in general. Pre-COVID, I went on a lot of dates, like a lot. (laughs) I was on several dating sites, but I couldn't settle down or focus on any one person. I was also dating some people who didn't seem to know what they wanted and honestly didn't treat me very well. And I allowed that because I was also unfocused and noncommittal. I was not seeing people who valued me, but I felt rushed to find someone. I wanted a relationship, but I also wanted my free time. It was exhausting. I've been seeing someone exclusively now since September 2020, and even though we are currently dating long distance, it works for me because it allows me a lot of time to be alone and to grow into the relationship. It has allowed me to be committed to something and not run away from it. We see each other for extended periods of time almost every month. Before COVID, I also drank too much. I said no to things that would benefit me. For example, staying in, reading, downtime, yoga, to go out because I couldn't or didn't want to say no. Now, if I'm feeling something 100%, I have no problem saying no either way. We ask, how did you stay motivated and focused through the process? I had close friends and family, and I'm particularly close to my mom. I go to my mom for emotional hardships. I go to my dad for job and interview advice. It made me more grateful for my relationships with them, and it helped me to focus on what's really important to me. I began reading more. I used to lock myself in a room as a child and not come out. I believe my writing skills are a result of my love for reading, and I had lost that because I didn't make the time for it. Hiking and being in nature is extremely important for me. It is a moving meditation. I reprioritized my spending and began saving a lot more. I also bought a new car due to the fact that I had saved quite a bit of money during COVID by not going to concerts and breweries. I take care of my possessions a lot better than I used to. COVID helped me bring to light the ways that I want to spend my money and how I can better plan for my future. I read a lot of self-help books now and journal more to get my feelings out. I'm also reading books on content strategy to help me become a more attractive candidate for future jobs. I've realized the importance of time, and I'm in the process of brainstorming ideas for short stories and maybe eventually a novel. I also listen to a lot of podcasts and other motive by, oh, Breen Brown? Brene Brown. Brene Brown. Okay, I, I knew that was. Okay, Brene Brown and other motivational speakers. Sorry, Brene. I'm going to listen to you now. Okay. I connected virtually to the yoga classes. I stayed away from people that made me feel bad about myself or less than. I cut out a lot of social media consumption. Consumption. What challenges came up for you and how did you overcome them? I think one of the biggest things was to stand up for myself more and not let things slide when they upset me. To take some time to think about things before reacting and realizing that I have the potential to do almost anything I want as long as I have the grit to stick with it. Another thing was that I was pretty lonely for a while because I was very social pre-COVID. I have a dog who has kept me sane. I went through some depression and anxiety, but journaling and meditation has helped me as well as sharing these feelings with my close family and friends. Certain people play different roles in life and I learned how to reach out to who can fill what gaps. What were the major lessons that you learned that you think may benefit others? She says, doing what's best for you is not selfish. There are always people who will not understand this, but that is not your responsibility. It is not your responsibility to make other people happy. They can only do that themselves. Saying no to things can open up the path to even better opportunities. 
buying less material objects can create more happiness because it allows you to take care of your future and travel more. Don't be offended by people who can't be happy for you. You never know what other people are going through, so work hard to be kind. Not telling people what you're doing all the time helps let less judgment in. Get to work and share only with close, trusted family and friends. Get rid of the naysayers in your life. You don't need other people to buy in, to believe in yourself and your capabilities. Success doesn't always come from a good job, but who you surround yourself with and how you spend your time in life. Spend your money wisely. Your path in life is different from everyone else's. Advice from other people is not always a golden rule for you. It's coming from their experiences, their hurts, and their point of view. Don't judge yourself on where you are in the process because everyone's story is different. If you want things, budget for them. Create healthy boundaries for yourself and others and make sure that people honor them. Enjoy quiet time because it also produces clarity. Oh my gosh. So that's like a big ass dose of self-discipline in oh that thing. Oh my gosh. Right? I love it. Isn't that crazy? Like y'all, I don't know if y'all know this where, but we, this, like these stories link up to our topics sometimes and like we're not even meaning them to. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like amazing. The, person, the story comes <laughs> along and it just happens to match uh, whatever subject we're discussing in the week. Yeah. I mean, Wow. We're manifesting. Yeah. I mean, and look what she did. Like, I know. I've got goosebumps. Like, me seriously. Too. I got a little caught up with my reading a few times because I was also processing what she was saying. Like, I've read it many times, but, you know, when you say it out loud, then you hear it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy cow. Like, this chick is talking about exactly what we mean by self-discipline. It's like, what feels best and good to you? What do you need? Commit to that. Yeah. That's it. Well, I think like COVID and and lockdown and mm-hmm. quarantine, whatever. Yeah, whatever you words. Want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like this. There are probably a number of people who were put in timeout for the first time in their adult lives, right? And they they kind of ha- like check yourself before you wreck yourself. Like uh-huh. it was finally an opportunity right. for many people to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it was such a blessing. And that's why I want as many of these stories as I can find, because mm-hmm. hopefully we'll never have another lockdown or quarantine. Right, again. right, right. But, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be that dramatic for you to, to recognize, Hey, there's some things in my life that I want to change. Right. Uh, these are just kind of, I think that was such an extreme time for everyone to uh-huh. hear people t- using it and, and spinning it for their best uh, outcome or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I I love that. But she really did. She just took advantage of, of being in timeout. She mm-hmm. realized, hey, I don't like my habits and decided to yeah. pivot and, and commit to other things. Yeah. And this chick is a queen. Like I've known her for, since high school too. Um, I think a lot of our, the people that we've, that we've interviewed, like we, we also, uh, either know or know of, and they've been like also sources of inspiration. Yes. And something about Katie that I always liked was, uh, in our younger years, she did, she did her own thing always. Mm-hmm. So what I hear when I read this and what I think about with self-discipline and what I, what I kind of gather and like connect to this big puzzle is what I hear from her is like, she had sort of gotten off track with honoring the things that she actually knew she needed. Yes. And COVID was sort of 
a quote excuse, if you will, like for or an invitation an invitate. Thank you. That's a much better word. An invitation for her to feel less pressure to do what she needed to do for herself. And I think that's important that we kind of talk about that a little bit because that's kind of the rift between my self-discipline opinion and yours is the pressure associated with the word discipline mm-hmm. is big. Um, and like the invitation for everyone who's listening to understand that discipline actually really creates freedom. Yes. And the pressure is not to do more. The pressure is to do what's right for you. Exactly. 100%. The pressure is not to like put a list of tasks on your (laughs) agenda, even though that can be part of it, if that helps you. But like the discipline and the love and the trust is the building of that relationship that you have with the things or thoughts or habits or people or conversations or feelings that, that help you stay grounded. Mm -hmm. Discipline is grounding. To me, it's more like self-commitment, self-dedication. If you don't like self-discipline, but it's just being honoring your commitment to your, your higher self. Like I said in the beginning, Mm -hmm. it's just committing to what is aligned with your highest, truest self. Right. That's all, that's all this is to me. It, it is absolutely. And, um, and it's not, um, it's not for show, you know, no, it's very personal. It's, it has to be. And, and, um, I, I can lean into the word discipline now, but a lot of, a lot of, um, that distraction that we speak about, a lot of those sort of, uh, cloudy feelings around, um, discipline and the doing, I think come from like bragging rights <laughs> and that's bullshit. Yeah, no, that's this okay. has nothing to do with that. people. <laughs> you know, it doesn't yeah, for sure. like we don't, I don't mean anything by that with this word. And like, this is the opposite of that. This is only, this is a place to shed ego. Yes. The place to find your discipline is when you shed your ego and then you'll know what you need to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is not a thing that we're doing to show people that we're happy, funny, friendly, fit, we don't need to show anybody any of that. No, and it's all about you and your relationship with yourself. Exactly. Yep. It's all about how you feel and what makes you feel good and how to achieve that, whether it be adding something, taking something away, or sometimes just to be. Oh, yes. Sometimes just being. I mean, it takes, in this world that we live in, it takes um, a amount of self-discipline, self-commitment to turn everything off. It does. Just as much as it does to add 10 more things on your to-do list. Yeah. So, and only, you know what you need. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what you need, then that is a huge sign that you probably should be taking a little bit more time Mm -hmm. for yourself to start to figure it out. Yeah. And do you ever feel, have you ever felt afraid to sit with yourself? Oh, my entire, until I was probably, I don't know at least 29 years of my life, okay. I would say that applies. Right. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so that, that is a, a distraction in itself, right? Not being able to sit alone with yourself. Yeah. yeah. That like the way we keep ourselves stuck and distracted and not, not able to commit to ourself, um, can come from, from fear. Oh yeah. Probably. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. you know, what you are making me think about is the, uh, one of the original, uh, podcast subjects, which is 
healing from the inside out, your internal vibration frequency is, is determining your external results and circumstances. And when it comes to self-discipline, um, what you're able to commit to is a reflection of your love for yourself. But conversely or paradoxically, what you can commit, if you can overcome that little hump, that little bit of discomfort and and in the moment commit to that thing, Mm -hmm. then you end up building more self-love and self-worth. Right. So it's like a chicken or egg situation. It is. It is a chicken or egg. But it's just, (laughs) it's like one of them, it's just telling the universe, I trust you. It's telling yourself, I trust you. It's opening your your cup bigger to receive more. And there's just some some magical thing that happens for me inside of myself when I'm in the moment. Because that's all that matters. It doesn't matter about checking lists. It, It matters about that moment when you're challenged with, do this or do that. Yep. Do the thing that's immediate gratification or do the thing that is for Morgan's uh, future. Future, future and, self. Mm-hmm. And when I take that that high road, even if it's a little more uncomfortable, whether it's like having to be honest with someone or that's set a, a boundary that, yeah. oh, or, oh my gosh, I want to go to this concert this weekend, but I'm, I'm trying to save money to buy my next investment property, uh-huh. whatever, that, that, initial like ugh, it's always quickly followed up with this like warm fuzzy wonderful feeling right. and and then the next time that I'm faced with that same decision it gets that much easier yeah yeah definitely a practice and it's so it's amazing and then it parlay parlays into other aspects of your life and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you feel like a hundred percent in your power and in your worth right and that is that's what it's all about right because because this is the definition of being at your highest frequency, because what that means is everything inside of you is so high vibe that nothing that anybody else is saying in my case, or curveball or curve, whatever life yeah. is bringing words are happening. Um, external circumstances are happening around us. The trust that you have in yourself, the discipline that you have in yourself is so high that it doesn't matter because you're like, you know what? Thank you. For feeling like you can share that with me, life, mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah, I it's got not, this. It's not. It's not. Re, it's not redirecting. It's not re. re uh, it's not re-steering me. My course is not changing. Uh, nothing feels like I've, I haven't been knocked off my feet from this. Yes, because now I know. I know. Yes, and then guess what happens? Everything else follows. It's. It's just. It's true. And it's, it's even to the point that you have conversations with people sometimes and, you know, friends, like they might want advice, like even like a place to start might even be there. Like for me, I, I realized that was a place for me to start. I was like, wait a minute. I love my people. Thank you, tribe. Thank you, everyone, for always being supportive. And, of course, like I want to vent and talk things out and I want to spend time with my therapist and I want to do all these things. But when I was really like, how do I really feel about this? I don't – I already know. Yeah. You don't need to go ask everybody's opinion. I don't opinion need and 15 guided, people's and, guided opinions of what I should do. Sometimes it's nice to strategize and talk things out. That's one thing. But, like, when it really comes to knowing and, and understanding what I feel, that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. And and no other person's opinion, um, no other person's judgment, no other person's – and this is the thing, too, praise. 
even when you're praising me, I'm like, thank you. But if I don't, if I know I didn't do my best, your praise doesn't change that. If I know I did do my best and you're judging me, your judgment doesn't change that. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's all how you feel. Right. So thank you for the praise. Thank you for the the blame. But Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't not, I don't need either. Yeah. You know, like, because the only, the only standard that I have that I'm holding myself to is my standard with myself. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Love it. That's discipline. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what we're talking about. Yes. A hundred million percent. Yeah. Not needing all the external sources to validate and, and just to listen to yourself. That's it. Yes. And to hold yourself accountable. The action steps. You have to be able so I love tricking myself mm-hmm. and that sounds negative, <laughs> but like that's, that's, I don't know how else to describe it. Like I will challenging. I will, I will like, for example, if I don't want to drink and drive, mm-hmm. I will make sure that I have, uh, either a ride home from the bar mm-hmm. or an, a way to have an Uber set up. So there is absolutely no way that I could possibly drink and drive. Yep. Setting yourself up for success. Yes. Yeah. And if I, and I make sure that I have food at my house ready to eat after mm-hmm. I go out so mm-hmm. that I don't get home and, and want, all like, the bar <laughs> and all the restaurants are closed Arby's. and I'm starving. <laughs> yes. No Arby's. Yeah. Um, I mean like that's a really silly example. It's no, the first thing that came to mind. That's not a silly example. But that is real I, that we all feel feel those things we all go through these things i I try to do these measures where i can kind of like trick myself Mm -hmm. uh into doing something so like i I don't know like i'm all about delayed gratification if it's in a healthy way and so um it's a reward system it's dopamine yeah so i'm like okay i really want uh to treat myself to this new restaurant that's really unhealthy so Mm -hmm. i will like delayed gratification kind of like trick myself where it's like okay you can have this restaurant if every day f- um you spend 20 out or 20 minutes a day every day for the weekday meditating yes and then it's like okay yeah i get to have this treat and it yes. feels extra good instead yes. of just saying oh it's a monday i had a bad day i'm gonna go indulge no right and that comes down to all of those how as a society, like all of our chemicals are kind of imbalanced because of the way that we do allow ourselves instant gratification, like from the phone to food, to sex, to alcohol, to like whatever the thing may be. But what you're saying makes so much sense. And we're going to talk about action steps, but like, to me, this is the biggest, like first place to start with yourself is sort of trial and error, like figure out what the little thing is that gives you the reward. Yeah. For me, it's not even eating unhealthy. Like for me on this health journey, it's more like, okay, you can eat today once you've done ABC. Mm-hmm. And it may be like, okay, you've done your 20 minutes on the elliptical for the morning. You've had your coffee. You've um, showered, brushed your hair, put your makeup on, put your clothing on for the day. Then you can eat. Yeah. And that might sound silly, but to come out of like a COVID place where there was no structure and no routine to get back into a habit, those small things. And let me tell you something. I get this like dopamine rush and I'm like, yeah, I can eat now. Like, and I get excited to do those things so that I can go have my like breakfast. Well, cause you're doing these, it's like an esteemable act Yeah, that builds the self-esteem. It does. When you like can practice that, like, yeah, like delayed gratification. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that might be for me delayed three hours. <laughs> Y'all, from I'm what serious. you would have done from, before correct. without that commitment yes. to yourself. From what I would have done before, which would have been I'm waking up and I'm eating my breakfast. Yes. Like right away. Like, no, well, I've got these three hours between now and then. Like there are levels to this is my point. And those chemicals, those feel good chemicals are very real. This is why a lot of us take medications or why a lot of us do things that sort of don't balance that is because we don't realize like that is a reward response, which is a dopamine response, mm-hmm. which is a feel good chemical, which yeah. is very healthy for us. Yeah, but you can play games with that. You yeah. know what the things are that release the dopamine, whether it's getting laid or yeah. getting paid or whatever. <laughs> like, <both>. yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if you can implement like some kind of little, okay, here's a list of things I don't want to do here's a list of things that give me lots of pleasure and dopamine Mm -hmm. I will allow myself to have the dopamine thing as long as I check off three things on this list of things for future self that I don't want to do that I know I need to do such a good place to start and oh my gosh how many people I know we're not I don't I don't want to talk badly about others but like that is this is like one of the things that I see my friends and loved ones this is like the thing that that holds them up it's like they can't just let like the instant gratification set it it aside Mm -hmm. and and see like oh my gosh if you just took another hour before you open that first beer to do something for your future then you wouldn't be complaining about the same shit you've been complaining about for the past 10 years right and it's a nasty messy horrible trap of a cycle yes and i think what you're saying is so true and so important to, to acknowledge it because it's so small it keeps you and stuck. so out of your power. It's it like the opposite of power. It is. Yeah. And here's the thing that I love about this whole thing to kind of like bring it to like to, to closure. What Katie said in her story and what we're talking about and, and my narrative on discipline and what I've expressed versus your narrative and how we've kind of understood how those can really work together is you don't have to tell anybody what you're doing. Exactly. Don't be telling people your shit. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Don't freaking announce to the whole world that I'm going to walk a mile today. Yeah. Don't announce to the whole world that I'm going to get a better job, that I'm going to not drink this weekend, whatever Whatever your thing is. That, yes, absolutely not. Shut the fuck up. Keep it to yourself. Seriously. Oh, yeah. this is the number one first part of the step before the reward system, before you even establish what it is that you want to be rewarded for, before you even establish where you can start. Make a commitment to yourself to keep it to yourself. Yeah. That will build trust like this. And then no one's going to hold you accountable, but you, once you can get that accountability with yourself, oh, then you, you can preach. bring I'm in, it. you can bring in an accountability partner. Exactly. But like, give yourself the time to build that rapport first with, with yourself. yourself. Yes. And don't tell, you don't have to tell anybody yes. what you're doing. Because a lot of times and people, in will, fact, don't <laughs> you will bring in an accountability partner from yeah. the start, mm-hmm. kind of like low key expecting them to do the work for you. That's exactly what and it like is. that ain't that ain't gonna work either. Not gonna happen. That's putting a band aid on the problem. Absolutely. It's not. It's not healing the wound. It's, it's not healing the wound until you are fearless enough to get real with yourself and keep your mouth shut. Like that's what it takes. It takes dedicated enough. De- yes, thank you. <gasps> dedicated enough. To when I say fearless, I mean it in a positive way. I I, want to be like, I don't mean it in a way that's like, 
like that you're that you're fearful if you don't know how to do it but the dedication removes the fear yes so fearless is a is a powerful word in in that way yeah so when you're dedicated enough and you've released the fear uh of of making a tiny commitment to yourself you've gotten over that hump gotten over the hump yeah and then once you feel really comfortable in something small like hey i did that every day and i said i would or i didn't do that every day and i said i wouldn't um or i didn't do that for three days in a row and that feels amazing and okay maybe on the fourth day i did but then on day five guess what i'll hop right back on this doesn't have to also be totally linear. Like there might be like times that you're like, okay, I didn't quite hit it today, but you get right back on track the next day. And that's building that rapport. That's building that trust. That's building that discipline. And then before you know it, the world will see it. Yes. And you'll feel comfortable to share it. Yep. And, or you may not, they'll just see it. Yeah. And then you'll feel even better. <laughs> yeah. And it won't matter if you trip and fall because you're not right. People are always going to have something to say for better or for worse. Right. If you don't declare some endeavor that you're going to pursue. Right. So why not just not open yourself up to that? Right. That resistance. Right. Maybe you'll get some people who are like, hell yeah, those are the people you should tell first. Yeah. Yeah. Once you've, you've made, made some progress on yeah. your commitment with yourself. Right. But absolutely don't just throw your stuff out so that you can right. potentially receive some resistance because exactly. that's self-sabotage. Exactly. And that ain't manifesting. No, <laughs> yeah. Don't set yourself up for that. For that. And, and uh, also don't need the validation when you are ready to tell. If, you, if you're ready to tell your business and you're doing it because you're seeking validation from it, then that's a check-in with yourself that you're not ready to share yeah. it. But right? if you're doing it, and you know the feeling, like I remember, I'm like, holy shit, I've walked uh, four miles a day for a yep. year straight without one day off. Yep. I'm, I was elated to tell that, and it wasn't because I wanted everyone to like pat me on the back or right. whatever. It was like, holy shit, I can inspire other people with yes. this cool thing that I did. Yeah. It was not anything about like tooting my it's own arm. It's like, oh my gosh, like, hey, I can do this. I absolutely fucking hate exercising i resisted it my whole life like i hate it i hate it it's boring whatever and i did it oh my gosh how many other people can do this yes like if i can do it you You can can do do it it. right and when it comes from that place that's why you're seeing the neighbors show up that's why the people are coming because that is a genuine like that's that's a self-validation that's not anybody validating you my light is shining it is like a little rainbow bright little heart just so now it's like bear where can i now it's like since I got that, like it is, I've got it down. Like at the start of 2021, I was so excited to yeah. add new habits and right. stuff because I'm like, shit, I got this. What so, what's isn't next? it exciting? Yes, yes. And and be prepared for that, y'all. Be prepared to feel like, oh my gosh, that was way easier than I thought it would be. <laughs> okay, and maybe it wasn't easier. Maybe it did suck just as much. Yeah. But then the blessing on the other the side felt, made it. Yeah. It's like you have amnesia after you have right, a baby. Right, right, and it's right. like, oh my gosh, I want to have another one. Even though it was like right. horrible. It's like the same thing. It's right. like you get you get manifesting <laughs> oh am, <my> amnesia. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so true because like... Yeah, I mean, sometimes if you remember, like, what you've been through and, the like, kind of the discomfort that you had to go through, you would never do it again. But you do get manifesting amnesia. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's very profound. Aw. It is. It's, it, I, I love that. I love that. I love this topic. This this has changed so much uh, 
this has changed my view of this topic so much. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I feel a lot better. Well, I about guess, discipline. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this will conclude our episode for today. Yeah. And I just wanted to add a new habit to our podcast, okay. which is sharing where you can find us yes. on social media. Yes. We have a YouTube uh, channel and manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. Yep. Madeline M A D E L I N E. Yes, ma'am. Um, and then we also are on Instagram and you can follow us at manifesting underscore with underscore M M. Yep. So check us out online as well. And thank you for listening. Yeah, y'all. Thank you. Aww. Next week. See you later.